I'm in charge of this class. I'm the warrior chief. I'm the merciless god of anything that stirs in my universe. You f with me, and you will suffer my wrath. Entienden ustedes? Estoy claro? Yeah. Can I go to the nurse's office? So, Drew, do you think you can teach kids at gunpoint? <laughs> if you, I guess if you put it in their face. I mean, like, is that effective? Will they retain the knowledge? I mean, corporal punishment yeah. is illegal now, but... It's not corporal. You don't have to steal the full trigger. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't shoot him. He just threatened to shoot him. Well, I mean, he didn't pull a gun, he didn't pull a gun out, but, like... I wonder if that's like an effective like learning tool. Like uh, they should test this. Like if you pull a gun on someone, can you can you force someone to learn history? You I know? mean, it depends. It's like Russian roulette, I guess, right? If they know that the threat is real, maybe they would pass this test or kill you. You know, maybe. will it work? You know, <laughs> will they retain the knowledge? If anyone could do it, Nathan Shale could. Nathan Shale is that his name? Nathan the substitute. Oh, the, who cares? Whatever, it's Mr. Smith. Welcome to the Last Row Podcast. This is episode 59. 59 episodes, by the way. Jonathan Shale. You j- Jonathan, Nathan, Jonathan Shale. Shale. Who's Nathan, Nathan Shale? Nathan Shale. That sounds like a basketball player or something. F- episode 59, if you're looking for our website, thelastrowpodcast.com. We are on Twitter at the Last Row Pod, Facebook.com slash the Last Row Pod, Google Plus. Head out to Apple Podcasts, bad way. What? Rebrand. Apple Podcasts, leave us an iTunes review. We got a new review at the end of the episode. We'll uh, hit it up and read it. Thank you, everybody that's left one so far. What's going on, Badway? It's good to be back. A couple yeah, weeks so, off. Here we are. Yeah, we, we did, you know, we got a substitute. We kept our promise yeah, here. Not, well, we don't have a substitute podcast. So it's like, <laughs> we're doing the substitute. 1996 thriller slash drama. What's it? Is it a thriller or a drama? It's more I think it's a thriller. It's, a thriller. it's actually action thriller. Action thriller. It's not not drama. drama. It's not really a drama. The relationship, I guess, between the lady and the guy was pretty dramatic, but... Directed by Robert Mandel, Howie's younger brother. 5.9 <laughs> out of 10. RT, 41%. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Rotten Tomatoes. It's <clears throat> pretty decent rating if we're doing the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Inner City, Miami school teacher Jane Hetzko. Mrs. Hetzko gets her knee broken. <laughs> Get, gets her knee... She, she got her knee broken. <laughs> When she stands up to the school's <laughs> gang leader, Juan Lacas. Great, great name. It's a great name, Juan Lacas. It's a great name. <laughs> Her boyfriend, mercenary combat specialist, Jonathan Shale, not Nathan. <laughs> it was there and I said it wrong. Goes undercover as a substitute teacher to take down the punk, but soon discovers that Lacas is merely an underling for the real criminal I, mastermind. He's more than a punk. He's like the boss of, yeah, we'll, of we'll, the punks. We'll talk about, we'll talk about that. Assembling the team from his last jungle raid, led by his right-hand man, Joey Six, Shale declares war. Nathan Shale? Rated R, substitute. <laughs> Joey Six, a.k.a. Tuco. Tuco. <laughs> Heisenberg. Heisenberg! <laughs> so I have two observations about this synopsis and just, just the movie in general, right, that I think I would like to call to your attention. All right. So we did a movie, I think it was... I don't even remember what episode number was. It was Face Off. Go to the lastrowpodcast.com, look it up, Face Off. That movie came out in 1997. Yeah. That this movie feels like it came out in 1976 compared to 1996. Like this movie feels so dated to me and not in a bad way. I'm not saying it's a yeah. negative thing. I'm just saying I felt like I was 
1986 compared to Face Off, which was one year after. And a lot of the Seagal movies that we've done are also kind of around this time. This felt more in the Seagal era than, you know, I think maybe a year later, it felt like the future. Yeah. I don't well, know how you felt about it, but it really threw me off. Like, I didn't realize this was 96. Well, when you compare it to the Face Off, I think you got to take into consideration John Woo. That's true. John Woo is like... Futuristic. Futuristic, but he's also like very like... You can tell it's the 90s, you know? Yeah. The mid to late 90s. Like, John Woo is very, is very much a product of his, you know, of whatever year it is if that makes sense i'm not it's it's late i but can't what, think of do what we know about. what else robert mandel has done because <laughs> i feel like and maybe it's been other stuff i guess but i just I'm, i feel gonna, old, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna harbor a guess and say nothing much <laughs> the substitute two starring treat williams and the substitute three and four would it, they have some great colons in the series by the way like the ones like schools out, schools out, <laughs> two schools out. There, I mean, there's a lot of really, really good colons that we obviously appreciate on this show. Um, the second thing that I would like to call to your attention about this is, I feel like they're kind of not really giving William Forsythe much credit in this. Joey Six Tuco is is definitely his right hand man, but he had a team of guys, and I think Juan Lacus is a little bit more than a punk. Like, he's definitely the head of the KOD, as we'll get into, but I feel like this synopsis didn't really do him some, didn't do him enough justice for, for his, his level, you know? In a grand scheme of things, I guess he is sort of a punk, but I don't know. We, when we dive deeper into him, we'll talk about it. Joey Six is a great name. It's a, <laughs> it's a great name. It's we a were great talking name. before, before we, we hit record, like, what does that even mean, Joey Six? <laughs> But I figured it out. It means he's got your back. Yeah. He's got your six. He's always got your six. If we're talking about military terms. He, he had like that sweet like samurai like bun. Did you notice? Oh, he's got the bun. It yeah. was like, I think the kid from Home Improvement had that for a little <laughs> while. <laughs> What's that kid's name? I don't yeah, know the older one, one. Whatever. Not Brad. JTT. Brad. Brad. The yeah, one that's in Tokyo Drift. Yeah. The one that's in Tokyo Drift. Yeah, he's in Tokyo. I forgot about that. Yep, yep, kind yep. of a jerk. He's the bully in that he's movie. He's the bully in that. And speaking of Fast <laughs> and Furious. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so overall, I got to tell you, man, this movie, when we said we were doing it, I was kind of excited because I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. When was the last time you watched this? Oh, it's probably like a, probably 10, 15 years. Because I, I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. And whenever I saw it, it was on TV, so it was obviously edited. Yeah. And I never caught it from the beginning. It's a TNT movie. It's the type it's like, of movie. It's a movie they'd show on TNT. And you catch it when he's already in the school. Like, you know that some movies are like USA movies. Some movies are FX movies. Like this is a TNT movie. Exactly. Yeah. And and if if people have been following the show for a little while, I think a couple of years ago, AMC, the theater chain, tweeted out something like it was National Teacher Appreciation Day. Yeah. And I remember we tweeted at them like, who's your favorite teacher, movie teacher? And we tweeted, you know, Shale. And, <laughs> and like it blew up. It was really funny. But I, I want to talk a little bit about Shale as a character and his team. You mentioned Joey Six. The movie opens up with this raid in, I think it was, was it Cuba? Yeah, let's call it Cuba, sure. Somewhere in, in you know, the South. There's a, it's a jungle of sorts. It was a jungle raid. I think it was, it was a failed raid, right? So they didn't do well. Something happened where thing is botched and their identities need to be scrubbed. Yeah. These guys were obviously a highly efficient team. I know the, the the job didn't go according to plan, but if you're the U.S. government, it's like the A-team, I guess. It was a lot of allegories to the A-team in this. 
I just felt like they were wasting their talents by just erasing their identities and saying, you're out of a job now. But they should have done some detective work here. Computer, Get the computer guy on it. Were they the A team, though? I, I guess. Or I were mean, they like the like the like the the Z team the G- or like a, like a G team? <laughs> they were the G team. You know. So because you don't think they're good? What if it's like a situation where like Shale, aka Tom Berger, is like I don't know. He's like LeBron James, and he's got a bunch of scrubs like yeah. the Cavs in, in two thousand nine, where it's like he's just dragging <laughs> along this team. Yeah. You got Tuco, who's just the wild card. He was pretty good. He's all right. He's like the he's like the second best, but you know he's all about the money. You yeah. know what I mean? Clearly, he's he's all about getting paid. You got uh, William Forsythe too. Yeah. Same thing. Luis Guzman, who's like does nothing except I'm not, wear goggles. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not believing that he has any part in taking down yeah. any terrorist or anything. The team has one pair of night vision goggles, and he's the guy that wears the goggles. <laughs> he's yeah. drinking Rasta Monster yeah. up there. Yeah. You got Forsythe, who's what is he like? He's like the Gary Busey wannabe. You when we watched this yeah. movie, what did you say to me? Yeah. They got William Forsythe because Gary yeah. Busey Gary was Busey already doing it down. another job. Was, yeah, it was the biggest mistake of Busey's career, right? <laughs> He was too busy doing black sheep or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You get you get yeah. full foresight when you can't get Busey. Yeah. And so. he was playing Busey. I feel like it was written for Busey anyway. He was. He was wearing like graphic t-shirts that you get at East Meets West at the mall. Like he was wearing the the three wolf moon shirt yeah. with oh, jeans. Yeah. He's, the he's other wearing guys like, in, a, like a faux Guns N' Roses shirt or yeah, something. Yeah. But the other guys were dressed to you yeah. know the job. They were wearing military gear. They looked like they actually knew what they were doing. He yeah. had just gun holsters on his arms and he was just a wild card. And the last guy, like I don't even remember his name. He was just like this random guy who seemed like a reliable dude, but you know, he's just, he didn't really do much. The guy that got got in the school. Yeah. He well, thought he got away. Yeah. But I don't think they were that good, Drew. I really don't. I mean, I feel like as a team, we didn't really see too much. We just saw a failed job, and then we saw them. Actually, they didn't really do a good job at the school in the they shootout like, in the like end either. Three fifths of them died yeah. in the school. <laughs> yeah, and it, Berenger didn't seem that upset, did he either? No. Like for a second, he did. No, he was kind of like, job well done. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into to the raid at the end, but... I mean, I guess they, they wind up and they're looking for a job. And this is the setup for the movie. You've got Tom Berenger and his crew. He has some interview with some guy trying to push, I don't know if it was heroin or cocaine. It was drugs through yeah. Miami in, in the port. And Berenger says, I don't do drugs. Joey Six, what you set me up with this thing for? This is a joke. You know, I don't do this. Yeah, Joey, Joey's all about the money. He doesn't care about the job. He didn't care. Yeah. And they met in a strip club, which is, you have to meet and, in the strip club. It's a rated R movie. So and I thought it was something very interesting. There's a line where... He's threatening this guy, this drug dealer, or whoever he may be. And um The guy who craps his pants. The guy who craps his pants. He makes him crap his pants. And um because Tom Barrage is just badass like that. So he tells the guy, Oh, what's the difference between a mercenary and a killer? Same thing, right? And Tom Barringer goes, He has him by the throat, and he goes, I'm a mercenary because you're still alive. Yeah. He so, wasn't paid to do it. I thought it was a pretty funny comment considering that like he and his team like pretty much kill every single person <laughs> that they come across yeah, they in this entire movie. They do. They pretty much murder every opponent or every drug dealer, every every, every henchman. Yeah. And they wipe out the KOD when it's all said and done. Johnny Glades and his crew. <laughs> Johnny Glades. Like they kill everyone. <laughs> the body count is pretty high in this movie. We didn't check. Movie. We didn't check moviebodycounts.com. We, we, we got to look it up. But we'll look it up. For for not being killers, for being mercenaries, they didn't have to kill everyone. I, I agree with yeah. you, and I don't know how efficient they were. I, I just, I, I feel like they could have done a better job at They're avoiding sloppy, collateral just sloppy. <laughs> Like, right. even in the scene when they were just, uh, when they attacked Johnny Glades at the boat, 
and Forsyth shows up and he just starts shooting everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was just I I, I don't know, man. It, it seemed very inefficient to me. But um, sounds like you got a few holes in your boats. <laughs> yeah, right. There was a lot of great one liners in yeah. this movie too. Uh, I, I think I thought Barringer himself was was cast very well. We got some comments that we had people write into us. We'll read through this those later. A comment specifically around that. But I want to talk a little bit more about Juan Lacus. We mentioned him earlier. I don't yeah. know if this was so, actually Mark Anthony's first acting gig. I believe it was. So yeah, tell us, Drew. How did this? So how did Barringer get to go to school? So, so how how did he get the classroom? As you said in the synopsis that you so eloquently read, Thank his you. girlfriend, which I also question, it wasn't really a girlfriend. It was kind of a acquaintance that maybe he was an on on and off again. On and off again, yeah. He met this woman down in, I think she said South America. They, she was teaching down there. Yep. And essentially he comes back after this job. He just shows up at her house. Kind of creepy. Right. Especially since he's a mercenary. Shows up at her house, finds out she's been hurt because of Juan Lacus. Juan Lacus is the KOD head of the school. He's like the head of this gang. Badass extraordinaire, right? KOD so stands much. for... Kings of Destruction. That was the gag. Kind of a, a lame gang lame, name, lame, really. Lame. It's yeah. kind of lame. If, yeah. we're, if, we're, if we're being honest and yeah. rating gang yeah. names, kind of lame. Let's rethink that. So, but anyway, he winds up confronting her in the classroom. She's not going to take his crap anymore. She calls him out on it, goes to the principal. Well, he, he threatens her life. He threatens her life. Yeah, yeah he pretty much says, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And he tells, she goes to the principal, played by Winston Zedmore, That's a.k.a. Right. Ernie Hudson. He decides he's not going to do anything. We get a little hint of something there. And she says, he says, I can't do anything without proof. My hands are tied. My hands are tied. I'm I a, need proof. I'm a former cop. All, all I know is I can't expel this guy. We'll have a lawsuit on our hands. You need proof. You need evidence. So without that, she says, you want your proof? I'll get you your proof. Yeah. She goes outside. She's going to her car and he gets all of his lackeys and his gang members and they're making very lewd gestures at her, licking, yeah. making lick things. Lick things. <laughs> lick <laughs> things. I don't know. You know what I mean? Hashtag lick things. I Let's get it going. <laughs> Let's get it going. I can't even, I can't say it without being too lewd here. Yeah. But uh, we try to keep it <laughs> for the most part. They're surrounding her car. They're shaking her car. She's in there. You know, she gets out of the car. She makes the gang symbol at him. Oh yeah, and she turns it upside throws down. throws it upside down. That's you don't do that, Drew. See, I'm not. I'm, I'm from not the streets. To, all right, I'm not, I'm not up to speed on the streets. Yeah. When we were watching this, you said to me, "She might as well." I, I first of all, I reacted. I was like, "Oh shit!" She did not just do that. I was very, very confused as what the hell was going. on So you on throw there. up someone's gag symbol and you turn it upside down. It's it's like. You're ready to start a war. It's like you might as like if she would have flipped them off, if she would have called him any racist name in the book, any anything, it would have been it wouldn't have been better. worse. It would have been better. It would not have been could not have been worse than what she just did was disrespect the gag. And now they're now they're out to kill her. True. That, that was very confusing to me, but I guess I understood after yeah. you let me into it. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, they're out to kill her. So Tom Berenger shows up. You know, she's like out running somewhere, oh, right? Yeah. And as the synopsis said, someone break. She gets her kneecap broken. <laughs> it was Johnny Glades, and he just comes out of nowhere. And I don't know who this guy was. Yeah. He pops out. She's going for a nice run at the beach in the daylight. No, he, it's it's not Johnny Glades, by the way. It wasn't, that, that's a confusing it misconception. Just like him. This was just a big goon. There's a big goon who looks like Johnny Glades. I thought it was Glades himself. They're two man. different guys, and I I was confused myself. But Johnny Glades is alive at the end. This guy dies in the middle of the movie. 
where right, I got Forsyth confused. Was nuts. Yeah. I got confused. Yeah. I'm, I apologize. That's but all right. The guy kneecaps her like Tanya yeah. Harding style. Yeah. And she goes down. And from here, we get Tom Berger's first fight of the movie where he fights this goon, right? He tries to fight him off. Is Tom Berger a good fighter? So I, that's he, my is other... He, is he a good fighter? That's my other observation about this movie. The fighting is not so great. I think it's realistic. It, but they don't ever show him. They never show his face. There's definitely a stunt man. But he's not doing crazy shit, though. It's okay, though. That that means he should have done it himself, then. Yeah. They should have done a better job at teaching him. He didn't have, like, the commitment to the role that Keanu Reeves had when he's no. playing John Wick. No. And they're not asking game. him to do Gunkata, like, Equilibrium yeah. here or anything, you know? <laughs> Is that what it's called? Gunkata. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he fights him off, and he... I mean, he does a pretty good job of fighting Look, him off. I, I, I appreciate the fighting, because it, like, it was, like, slower pace, so you can see what's landing. And I thought it was realistic. Like, he was he was messing the dudes up but he was kind of doing it efficiently he wasn't wasting any motions you know what i mean he wasn't yeah. doing anything flashy he was he almost lost this fight by the way but he was in khakis yeah. so you know were they pleated they were he, pleated he had pleated khakis were, it was it's, it was 1996 so he definitely know. had teacher outfits before he even became <laughs> yeah. a teacher it was like he was deciding that he was going to become a teacher before yeah. he worked. like he kind of knew it was yeah. like self-fulfilling prophecy like, it wasn't gym teacher where you wear the, the wind pants yeah. with the polo tucked in with <laughs> if the he whistle was, yeah. if he was wearing wind pants with the polo tucked in then he would have been the substitute gym teacher for yeah, sure right? yeah. <laughs> he was set up to be the yeah. history teacher yeah yeah but it, he goes and he essentially says, you know what? He's got this personal vendetta now. He knows. He's yeah. been thinking about what he wants to do with his life now that he's out. He yeah. doesn't want to push drugs. Yeah, he's kind he of don't want to do any of that. He's sitting on the couch. He's watching TV. He decides yeah. he's going to become a teacher. Yeah. So he calls up his buddies, has them create some backstory for him, which is incredible, by the way. <laughs> incredible. I think he had three PhDs, one from Yale, one <laughs> from Harvard, and one from Princeton. <laughs> and it was unreal, like the background. They're like, well, how did you expect that on such short time? Yeah, he winds up becoming qualified. He goes to the school. Yeah, and so, talks to Ernie yeah, Hudson. He's basically like, I'm just, I'm just gonna go behind my girlfriend's back and take her substitute job while she's out with a broken kneecap, and I'm gonna clean the school up. That's so, what I'm gonna do. And it's not even for real money. Like no one's yeah. paying him to do this job. <laughs> Is he getting a W two? Is he? No, getting- <laughs> he's off the books on this one. He's just doing it with him and his crew. It's off like on a, on a laugh. And their hope is, you know what? We're going to clean the school up. And along the way, we'll probably find some drug money. We'll keep it for ourselves. So there, this creates a little tension between him and his team because Forsyth was clearly not having this because he said there's going to be money in it, but we're not going to get any right away. We got to do this job. We got to figure out a way to get in here and clean this up. There will be money. So Forsyth, in the, from the beginning, is very upset. He approaches them at the gun range. And I'm pretty sure like somebody's shooting with headphones on, and he just walks up to them and taps <laughs> them on the shoulder. Like, while the guy's, you know... You'll do that. He's like mid, mid-shot, mid you know? It's like, that's like, the type of thing. Do you want to sneak up on someone when they're shooting? You know, Coincidentally. Like you might have a natural reaction. Especially those dudes. They're like mercenaries. Like, natural reaction, you know? Coincidentally, he snuck up on Joey Six. So, yeah. Joey Six didn't have his own six Joey, covered. Yeah, Joey Six, he doesn't, he doesn't like to be in the nine position. He's got to be in the six, man. But he creates it. Like, when he gets the job at the school, she says, give me... I don't even remember the guy's name. Call this guy. Yeah, whatever. Is it... Is it that I'm not a teacher. We probably have teachers that listen to this. When you're out, I want to know if you can write into us, the last word podcast at gmail.com. Let us know or on Twitter at the last word pod. If you're a teacher and you're out and you know, you're going to be out, your leg is broken. Somebody yeah. kneecapped you. Do you have to find your own substitute? Like they made it on her to go call somebody. Well, there's like, two, there's it, two, 
two schools of thought is a that I thought it would make sense that you get your own sub. It's like maybe just, you can pick the choice, well, but because it's like it's such a like it, it's like an important job, and you can't like miss days when you're a teacher, like but yeah. without notice. You know what I mean? So if you're sick or if you're sick enough to where you cannot come into school, I feel like you you better get somebody to fill in. Don't don't rely on the school to do it for you. But right? how do they? I thought it was my un- understanding, and I don't know this, that the school had a pool of substitutes they that might. they knew were qualified. Yeah, not just you know get me some random guy. And maybe maybe that's who this guy was. Maybe yeah. he was part of that pool. And you may be correct, but also we're talking about this inner city school that has no money. It's true. It's poor. Nobody wants to go there. So maybe you kind of like, oh yeah, you you want to send somebody into this school? So then you better they better be know what they're getting into. You're not gonna you can't twist someone's arm to go teach in this school because they might you know it's scary. Let's talk a little bit about the school because you mentioned it. Yeah. This school was the biggest dump I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Now if if I, I would rather work like the worst job ever than yeah. go become a substitute at this Listen, school. True, I grew up on the streets. All right. I've been to schools like this. Yeah, but this school was I, pretty you know, bad. You know, I you know my high school drew. It was it was it was a lot like this. But and what I don't I gotta tell you, <laughs> we were in the same high school. <laughs> we went out, We were in the same classes. classes drew. Were we were you in the in? same classes. Drew, were you were you were you in uh were you in honors classes? Wait, what drew? classes were you Look, in? Look, I was in the CP, and like it's just it went down. All right. But let me say this: there was a clear you know there was a clear class divide with some of these classes because. You go to the class that he was in, and I know it's a thing. You throw paper at the substitute. You goof off when you come Paper in. airplanes. But they were doing some bad stuff. Where's Jimmy? Oh, like Johnny raises his hand, acts like he's Jimmy. Yeah. Like it's a big joke. But they tagged the wall with gang signs. Yeah. Like they, I mean, they destroyed the room. They were playing rap music. It was pretty bad. But then that other teacher, the English guy, the English and drama guy with the dreads and the, the glasses, he seemed like he had an orderly class. Like, did he have the same people? He's what a, the hell was that about? He's a, he's a drama. He's a drama teacher. So yes. I feel like if you're in the drama class, it's like you you choose that, right? So the kids want to be there. I feel like that program wouldn't exist at that school. Yeah. They would just cut it. Yeah, it seems like the type of school that would do that. Not, but this place had barbed wire around it. It oh, had yeah. gang signs everywhere. <laughs> These teachers were clearly they just had it. So uh, let me ask. Now, this is like a Seinfeld joke. I'm sorry. It's not. A, <laughs> it's not. A, but it's, it's something Seinfeld would do. Maybe think. If you're goofing off in history class, then you would just tag the boards with your with your gag signs, right? Yeah. How do you if you if you have an art class? How, do you goof off by like not doing art? <laughs> would you not tag the art room because that's like considered rebel work? Yeah. yeah, you got to rebel against it. That's, uh, sorry. Or you just you tag the stuff that you're not supposed to. You continue <laughs> to do it. Like yeah. they say, do it on this canvas, and you do it on the teacher's. I'm gonna do it where or I want to do it. Yeah. I mean, these kids would do it. I'm sorry, side. But what, but Juan Lacus is is clearly the ringleader here, and we yeah. said a great name. I mean, I just say this name to myself during the day. I, yeah. I haven't watched this movie in 20 years. Juan and I'm just walking around saying Juan Lacus. Yeah. How do you feel about him? Like, let's talk about him. Yeah, villain scale. Like, he's not even really a villain. He's maybe like a sub sub mid boss. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's he's a level boss. He's not the final boss. Like, if we go by the Mortal Kombat scale, you go up the tower. Yeah, he's like he's not Goro. He's, he's not, not really Goro because because Johnny Glades is Goro. Yeah. So and right. Ernie Hudson is is Shao Kahn. Yeah. So or Shang Tsung, depending on right, you know, your, right. your flavor. You could argue the opposite, but you know maybe maybe because Johnny Glades is the ultimate yeah. drug dealer. One Locks is more like Kato. Right. Yeah, he's just a bad guy. That's Scorpion, like, maybe. Maybe know. you beat him like yeah. midway through or yeah. something. He's just in the way. Yeah. But he's a kid. I mean, first off, how old was Mark Anthony in this movie? Uh, I think he was probably like 28. I think, what did we say? Uh, the like, oldest was Abram from Walking Dead. Play- <laughs> he was like 40 playing a 17-year-old in yeah. Mighty Ducks 3. That's right. Our one episode. Go back and listen to that. Lastwordpodcast.com. 
shameless plug. But Juan Lacus, I mean, look, man, I don't want to get grim here, but was he healthy when he filmed this movie? <laughs> You were very concerned throughout I, the movie about that. I, I was like, <laughs> you asked me, did Mark Anthony die? I thought he was alive? dead for a second. Honestly, I thought he died. <laughs> I thought he was, I'm not going to lie. I was very concerned for his well-being. Yeah, we were very watching pale. this. I thought he was sick, his man. eyes are bugging out. And not to make light of it, but he looked like he had some type of like serious no, no, illness. Drew, he is playing a gang member, a gang leader. Maybe he's all drugs. Yeah, you, know? you got to test your product. Maybe he's, maybe he's like the makeup artist is just really doing a great job. You test the product. Yeah, make sure it's good. So maybe it's like he's like the just props to the makeup artist. Maybe it's a, maybe it was a uh, maybe it was on purpose. So you know? did you believe him as kind of the end all be all of the I, school when Behringer comes in and starts basically telling him like as you heard in the beginning like don't mess around in my classroom. Yeah. Did you believe Lacus was a threat when he was threatening the teacher? I did. Here's why. See, you questioned his uh, his effectiveness, and I, I completely disagree. I think he was a great gag leader, especially for like in high school with yeah. kids. Because what he did was, first of all, he completely puffed his chest out at at the teachers that he can you know easily take on his own, right? Yeah, making lick signs yeah. or whatever. Like, no, no, like, no disrespect, but like you know, of course he's gonna bully a, a female teacher yeah. because he thinks he's a big man, you know. Right. He's all about that life. So when he's sitting back, he's kind of scoping out Shale or Mr. Smith or Barringer. I don't know what we're going to call him in this episode. <laughs> Barringer. Either one of them. Barringer. The sniper. The substitute. Jake Taylor. The substitute. Jake Taylor. Yeah. Catcher. So if you notice him, he's like, he's just sitting back. He's not really saying anything. He's kind of like, he was, yeah, he was scoping advising. them yeah. out, you know, kind of seeing what he's all about. I him up. Is this guy a threat? Is he is he a punk? What what is he doing? He was observing the yeah, substitute, right? So it's late to class, and Barringer knows that Juan Lacus is the leader. When it first walked in the door, he knew about Juan Lacus. He heard about him, right from from his girlfriend. He had the intel, right? Yeah, the intel. So he makes Juan Lacus write "I'm sorry" on the blackboard hundred times, right? And that you're was thinking, awesome. You're thinking big gang leader Juan Lacus. He's not going to stand for that, but no. He goes and he complies and he does it. Yeah. It's all part of the game of like, I'm going to do this. Let's see what this guy's got. Yeah. Let's see what else he does. It's kind of like a, a recon thing for for his boss, uh, for uh, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Rolay? Yeah, Rolay. Principal yeah. Rolay. Right. Yeah. And I thought I like that, though. Right. I like the cat and mouse Isn't game of this yeah. movie where between Behringer and Rolay, where yeah. Ernie Hudson... And also Juan Lacus and yeah. Behringer. And there's a subtle there's a subtle little seed when he's, you know, when we did our clip in the beginning where he basically just like obliterates two of the KOD, like throws the can of the kid's face, breaks his fingers, takes the ice pick from the other kid. And then there was a third kid. And then all this time, Lacus was just sitting back, kind of chilling, just observing, right? Yeah, like people those around are, him. Those are his crew that the substitute is just obliterating. They're just embarrassing, right? And he's just sitting there. He's taking it. A third guy sitting right next to Lagos stands up, ready to pounce, and he just pulls his shoulder and rips him down and says, no, stand down, stand down. Yeah. He's observing. He's like, look, this is not our battle. Not in the classroom. We can't do this so here. So he was like playing chess. Yeah. You know, these other yeah. guys are playing checkers. Yeah, they're playing checkers. They're like, oh, I'm going to stand up because the bravado, like, oh, man, let's get him. You better get him. Yeah. No, you sit back. Live to fight another day. Live to fight another day. This is not a, he's going to win this battle. We're going to get him later. Get how did ass. you How did you feel about the power move of Behringer making him get up in front of the class? He pretty, he pretty much bitched him out, right? He like, did. you're going to get up here and you're going to write, yeah. I'm but, sorry. But it takes leadership. To do it? For Lacus to just take it. Yeah. As like a, as part of a chess move. 
You talk about this movie being in 96. He looked like he was in 96. <laughs> I mean, or probably like 86. He had the outfits that the costume department did a great yeah, job. Those with the windbreaker game, he had the, the windsuit, the Nike suit, the track suit. Did anyone ever actually wear that out like yeah. in two pieces? But what about the motocross? The yeah. motocross outfit. <laughs> well, I remember weird. we were like, what is he wearing? He's not riding a bike. He, he had like BMX gear yeah. on. He had like a shirt with sponsors. <laughs> like, like I can't, I can't believe he didn't have like those like you know yellow like goggles, right? <laughs> the Seth Green glasses. The Seth Green glasses from Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> that would have completed this, the whole thing, man. So, so you think he did? You think he did a, a respectable job? Like if he was a leader, Drew. Give him. All right, give me the school. Did he pass? We're talking about substitute here. What yeah. did, what, what's his grade? He How got he an do? A for leader of the KOD. He as did? far as the leader of the kids, all of, right. of his own peers, right? All right. So how do you feel? So let's rate Mr. Shale, Mr. Smith, Mr. Berenger, yeah. the substitute, the substitute, on his first couple of days of school. How do you think he handles? <laughs> how was he at school? How do you? How do you think he? If you're doing the observation, you're the yeah. superintendent. You're sitting in the back yeah. of the classroom. Yeah. How do you think he did handling this thing? He came in and he had a, a pretty big shoes to fill. Yeah, you know? he was great, and it seemed to be like we we saw scenes throughout the movie where it's like um, his girlfriend. I forget her name already. Mrs. Jade. I think her name is Jade. Who knows? It's probably Nathan. I don't know. I don't remember. Jane uh, Hetzko. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where she was like sad because like, I think she was felt like so she was getting through to some of the students. Some of, some of them respected her. Right. Yeah. And you could tell some are there to learn. Like Jerome, Jerome was there to learn. He was a little tough, but he, he definitely folded yeah. when Smith, the substitute got on him a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I think Lisa was another one Rodriguez. where she was, she was there to learn, but no, he was basically, he didn't know what he was doing. I mean, I thought it was a little unrealistic that he just got up there and commanded the class. Like, I know he can, <laughs> I know he can scare the shit out of some kids, no problem, yeah. but. He's given pep talks to his yeah. men before, so. Yeah, he was basically just talking about Vietnam. He was in Vietnam. It was easy. It's easy to talk when about Vietnam. Started, you know, it's just, why is it a teacher thing? And again, I'm not a teacher, so I don't know this thing, but like you yeah. go to talk about something and you just write the name of it on the board yeah. and that's it. We're going to talk about Vietnam today, so kids. So he writes Vietnam. He turns his back V. <laughs> E I Ohio. And he was having like PTSD as he was going through that. Yeah, man. I like to imagine that this movie is a continuation of sense. Platoon or yeah. Sniper. Yeah. Where well, he's pretty much in all of these or movies. Or Major League, you know. Major Jake League Taylor, too. Yeah. Jake Taylor. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, I think he did a pretty good job. If I yeah. I would hire him as a substitute well, yeah. teacher. I uh, the classy move where he had Lockus up on the board and he took that opportunity with Lockus up there in a, in a submissive form, talking about how gangs are awful and uh, do you want your kids growing up to be a gang member? Like he had a very powerful speech. He said he cared about them. Yeah. He made the kids really yeah. double think their life. Yeah. And he related to them as far as like, you know, equating gang See life to die. being in the war and living and dying and it not being a life for you. And it was great. So before we move on from this, I um, had to ask you, is it a violation that he went on to do this whole substitute thing and didn't tell his girlfriend who he seems pretty serious with. I mean, they're, they're like living together as he's there. Yeah. I see. Here's, here's why it is a violation and why it's not a violation. It is a violation. If he's so good of a substitute teacher that he takes her job. Yeah. Because well, he she was might pretty be. good. He commanded the class. I mean, she clearly couldn't do it. Yeah. I'm not saying she's a bad teacher, but I don't think that school's the right fit for her. Yeah. You know, not that she doesn't care about the kids. She clearly does. But she wasn't able to reach some of the trouble kids, and he was able to clean up the mess. Right, man. You know, this is like kindergarten cop, you know, meets dangerous minds, where, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is... 
he's not really a teacher, but he winds up actually doing a good job. And sorry, the lady who was out on maternity leave, she's not getting her job back. No, he's better. You know, he comes in and he's good. Yeah. Here's why it's not a violation. Because he was trying to help her out. He was doing a good job for her so that when she did go back, these yeah. jerks weren't there anymore. I guess her ultimate goal, if, if you had to give her a wish, right? Her ultimate goal would be, I want to clean up the gag members so I can actually teach the kids yes. I want to learn. Exactly. And that's ex- that's exactly what he's kind of doing. He's he gonna, was trying to help her. No, I know she does probably doesn't want him to murder every gang member in the school, right. which he ends up doing. But that's where it's an issue, right? <laughs> yeah. Because he's he's a little bit sloppy, as we mentioned before. Now, so he he deceives her for like half the movie. Um, outright lies to her, uses her contacts to get himself in the school. And when she finds out, she forgives him in like five seconds flat. Do you think it's an easy forgiveness? Is is it a, is it a one conversation forgiveness? Oh, I mean, I, they were serious, but they weren't married. I mean, it's not like he was yeah. living a double life. It was like a week. I don't know. They seem like the kind of couple that is like they're like together. Maybe marriage isn't like their thing, but they're clearly yeah, they're like they're clearly a part a, a strong partnership. I don't put it this way. I think she she would get over it, and she seemed to get over it okay until people started getting shot. You yeah. know, and then they showed up at her house and like they did. Bust they it. did show up at her house and bust everything. You know, up. And they yeah. try to like take her hostage. They yeah. follow the kids. You know, one lock is in his crew. But ultimately, I think he had good intentions. Maybe it was a bad execution of the intentions. Yeah. And, <laughs> he was and, just sloppy. Maybe and maybe if he didn't substitute, right? If he stayed clear of this, what if they would have came and finished the job? Because they because they banged her kneecap and the and the guy was going for a second hit, right? Yeah. And and the truth is, maybe they would have killed her. Yeah, maybe they would have gone after her again. So essentially, because she did, you know, majorly disrespect. They you know. traded her, their lives for hers. Yeah. Let me ask you about their romance. Was that other teacher, the drama teacher, was he friend zoned by her? Because I got the impression I, yeah. that he liked her. You know her. what? I feel like he likes her a little bit. I got the impression he really liked her. Maybe that her. guy's married. I don't know. They didn't say too much. I didn't see a wedding yeah. ring, but I wasn't looking for it. I just got the impression that he was a little jealous once the substitute showed up. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this is true or not. It just seems to me that his dreads were fake. I feel like it was a wig. This guy <laughs> looks like, and, and I was saying this the whole time we were watching this movie, was this guy in The Wire? He looks like like a, a guy from The Wire. Like I thought he was one of the other detectives or something, or he was in Oz. He seemed like he was in something in the '90s around that, but I don't I, think I he feel was like in you're, anything. you're confusing him with the Harold Peteru or however the hell he yeah. says his name, <laughs> Walt from <laughs> yeah, uh, or not Walt, yeah. Michael, Michael, from Michael Lost. from Lost. Like he was the yeah. the guy in the wheelchair in Oz who had the long dreads. I don't know. I just that's who you're thinking of. I think he seemed like he was in yeah. a Seagal movie or something as another like geeky lackey guy that needed the protection of of the substitute or Seagal or somebody. I don't know. Yeah. He just seemed like he was my in one favorite, of those most memorable scene. I'm sorry to jump around, but this whole okay. movie is when he when he. Like eavesdropping finds the drugs and Ernie Hudson and all that, and they're you know they catch him, so they're chasing around the school and he, and he, he goes to the gets gym. cornered in the gym and he has nowhere to go, so he starts climbing the rope. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite part of the movie. It's like that is I'd rather get shot. Where than you climb going? The rope and fall. It's embarrassing. Come on, yeah. man. He couldn't even climb it. The other yeah. guy started climbing it. And Mark Anthony got up the there like two two seconds flat. Yeah, I mean, Lacus has yeah. some athletic ability here, even though he was probably sick with some type yeah. of disease while he was filming this. But, um, but uh, speaking of not friend zone, you know, there was like a semi love scene or like an attempted love scene. It was it was aborted it was <laughs> because the lady has, a, has like a full legged cast. So right. We we love the love scene yeah. here. And Tom Mayer just tried to try to get some action going. Yeah. You know? He's and, been in Cuba for a yeah. while. And it's like you can't really you can't really get it. Can't could really you, get at it. Could you, know? you do it? 
Can, is, it, is it possible? Could you do that with a with a full legged cast? Like, how it, high did it go up? Is it possible? Oh, it got up. <laughs> it I mean, got we up. know he, he got up. But it like, got up to like Daisy Duke territory. So it was it was pretty high up. It was there. high up. I mean, they tried it. I mean, they they ended the scene. Early. I mean, like you could go. You know, I, I don't want to get too graphic, but <laughs> I feel like you're gonna have to like bust out the Kama Sutra. Yeah, but, but I feel it, like if you're dedicated enough, there's you get definitely there. some book that shows them how to how to tackle that one. Yeah. But I, I think that maybe it was successful. I, he seemed, they both seemed happier the next day. <laughs> I mean, I like to imagine some success yeah. was had, but. <laughs> yeah, he re- scratched her itch, if you know what I mean. <laughs> she didn't, she didn't have a. <laughs> she can't, I can't go on. We did, let's talk about Ernie Hudson for okay. a second. <laughs> let's move on. I'm imagining ways that he was scratching this itch, and it's yeah. just too graphic for me right let's now. Move on. So let's talk a little bit about Ernie Hudson because the dynamic between him and Tom Berenger's character from the get-go was contentious at best. Yeah, oh yeah, it was great. Ernie Hudson doesn't like people coming in there telling him what to do. No, it's his, it's his house. And Berenger was an alpha dog coming in there, man. He he was top dog, apex predator. He rolls up into the school and Ernie Hudson maintains this kind of doesn't know what the hell's going on type thing. Like, oh, I'm just oh, taking just a, care of my school. Just a principal. For as crappy as that school was, man, he was he was lying in his pockets. That office was nice. Oh yeah, like what is that? The office is like another world. He's got the Rolex on, yeah, like a mahogany desk, mahogany desk. But but Berenger calls him out right away. He sees that Rolex yeah. right away, and he knows. Like what is going on with this dynamic here? Because just in general, Ernie Hudson as a character, like he has a nice family. Like, does his wife not question him about what's going on at the school? Does his family not worry about his well-being? He's Well, he's a former cop, so I guess they figure, you know, he knows what he's doing. He can handle himself as a former cop. You know, a bunch of punk kids. They got metal detectors. He yelled at him, too. He yelled at him a little bit, I guess. And, uh, you know, one would assume, but we don't really see this happen, but one would assume that he, you know, he rules with an iron fist, but also shows a little bit of respect you know what I mean? Do you think like, he knows how to handle those kids? Do you think he like fake sends Juan Lacas to detention? Oh yeah, and, and all that kind of stuff. Like he has to maintain. It's like a meeting. Yeah, it's right. Like a meeting. The, yeah. the bathroom meeting. And plus, he's in bed with the KOD. He's in bed with the with the roughest gang in the school, so they can like you know be sure not to mess with him, so to yeah. speak. So we find out it seems that this trouble his dirtiness started back when he was a police officer. Yeah. He's running for council now or something. I don't know if it was councilor, mayor. Mayor, one of those whatevers. Yeah. How do you feel about Berger? Like, at what point, like, does it get weird for you there when you start seeing them in the office? Yeah, well, Berger, like, you could tell he's eyeing him up right away. Yeah. And you could tell that, first of all, the, the first tip he gets is from his girl where he kind of figures that, you know, this kid while Locks is running a buck and the principal's not doing anything about it. So first of all, he's probably got a question like, what's this guy all about? Why is he letting this kid threaten people, hurt people, injure people, and not do anything about it? Then he sees the nice office. He asks for Locus's file, and Hudson like changes the subject, kind of yeah. like, oh, we, don't, we can't. Uh, You're a temporary that. employee. Temporary, we can't do that. Like, all excuses in the world, right? Yeah. Fish bowl. He's got the fish tank. Rolex yeah, like watch. Nice fish tank, yeah. man. He sees something's going on. How, where's this guy getting his money from? Yeah. He knows he knows what a cop's salary pays. He knows what a school official salary pays. Not very much. Where's he getting this stuff from, right? So at the same time, though, like the dynamic with Hudson was he was kind of feeling him out too. Like, yeah. how where'd this guy come from? I don't know what he's doing. He's got this ridiculous 
uh, pedigree that is obviously fake, yeah. but you can't prove that it's fake. Yeah, you so, couldn't prove yeah, it. So it's like they had it doctored. It's kind of got a, an eye on him. Then he then he spies on the classroom and sees that all right, this kid he immediately has them under control. What's going on? Let's talk a little bit about the twist too, because the first time I saw this movie, I was actually floored yeah. when midway through the it movie, twist. you it find was. out that he was actually behind everything. Because yeah. I didn't see that coming. No, yeah, it was a good twist. But looking back hit. on it, it's it all hidden, but it, but also it was out in plain sight if you're looking for it. Yeah, but there's no reason to look for it that early in the movie. No, but it was good. So what do you think about the plan here? He's rolling drugs through the school. You know, he's rolling them through the school buses. Is that a good idea? <laughs> I feel like plan? there's better ways to do it. Like, I don't know how I would do it. They were lighting the school bus, like with the, like the, the, the siding. And I Dude, guess that's a good move. Listen, I don't know. I rode on school buses for how many years? Like, they break down every day. Yeah. Like, that thing's going to get broken down. They're going to have to take it to the yeah. scrapyard. They, they the, really the do. product is going to get moved to yep. the wrong place. They acted like, it's a foolproof plan, man. You got to go through this. This is the best way to do it. There's no other way to do it. It just seemed highly dangerous and unnecessarily risky yeah, to it, it, do it, it, this. Let's do it in the school. But really, I guess like like that's like the biggest piece of crap school. Nobody's really going to be looking there. Yeah, so I, guess for, it's, I guess it's safe to load it out. And when the, when the teacher got caught, you mentioned he was climbing the rope. Yeah. Didn't they check to make sure all the cars in the parking lot were empty? Like he didn't even leave yet. They did this. The night of parent teacher day, which is which is the worst idea. Is it just the DGAF? They don't even yeah. care. But maybe it's just there. They they were, they were just smell themselves a little too much. They thought they were untouchable. I don't know. And what's his what's his personal motto? Power is power, what? power perceived is power achieved. And he does a karate True. chop on the the butt paddle yeah. for, for for in front of Behringer, <laughs> and they have this little like standoff machismo thing. I mean, Behringer, I think knows something's up right away, man. Yeah. This this. This plan is just a bad plan. I would not be selling drugs out of the school. So what what did you think of Ernie Hudson as Role? I thought he was great. Did you think it was, did he fit he as a principal? I thought he was great. I don't know. I I didn't I'm not sure I quite buy him as a principal. I don't know why. But see, I bought him as a, a former cop that became a principal. Yeah. That's how I bought him. He said he got his degree at night school. He's definitely a former cop. I believed him as that. Maybe he was not the best principal, but I, I thought he did a great job. I thought he was one of the better actors in the movie, personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the acting was fine. Oh, you're saying as the character. I just don't see him as a principal. <laughs> I don't know. Who would you who would you cast instead? Like, if oh, you're talking geez. about the 90s, I mean, I I can't even think of anybody that would be better in that role. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, you got to... I guess he played bad pretty well. Like, he did a good job of being He did a good job being of being arrogant. Sinister. He's pretty damn arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. And when Berenger kept challenging him on stuff, it felt like... There was definitely some animosity there. Like we told him, I'm yeah. not giving him the file, like you said. He There's was a couple sly. other things. He was real sly. I guess I don't buy him as a principal because maybe he did a great job and he wasn't really a principal. You knew right away because yeah. you're like, this guy, something's up here. Yeah, he wasn't really a principal. He was really a, you know, a crooked cop, drug dealer, trying to climb his way up the social ladder kind of guy. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I think he did a pretty good job, but the plan itself was was bad. Yeah. I just think it was amateur. Well, let's let's circle back to the scene of the movie. And that involves, you know, right after the the reveal that Ernie Hudson is the bad guy. He's he's the he is the Shang, Shang Tsung, if you will. The Shao Kahn, if you will, of this whole operation. <laughs> One could argue Johnny yeah. Glades is up there too. Yeah. So he has a meeting with Juan Lacus in the bathroom and That was a little weird. Yeah. Basically says library, four o'clock to do this. <laughs> or I'll make sure he's there or he says like four o'clock after the meeting they were going to do a drive-by no they were going to do a drive-by yeah. 
and Shale sniffs it out immediately. Yeah. You know, and uh, actually, no, he was eavesdropping with the world's. He had the biggest briefcase. <laughs> the case. biggest briefcase. Somehow bug. he tapped into yeah. the closed circuit television yeah. that wasn't in the school after he implanted his own crew in the school. Yeah. Forgive our faulty memories. It's like midnight right now. It reminded just, me. Oh. It reminded me a lot of like Wayne's World 2 yeah. when the crew like starts taking the jobs and they're yeah. like scoping out the, the blue oyster. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you got like. Position one, I'm in position. <laughs> like the, he's like on the power line. The one dude has like a hoagie with like a walkie talkie <laughs> yeah. sticking out of it. He's yeah. on the power lines. Yeah. Like his one guy's like in there doing like janitor work, yeah. like installing the cameras. You put the camera in there. That's how I thought his crew was. Yeah, yeah, reminding yeah, so right, much of Wayne's right. World. But yeah, he's watching this thing. He goes outside. He doesn't see it. He comes back in and he he basically runs. And they think he's running. Yeah. He wasn't running. He was trying to trap them. Yeah, I think he knew him, how to put get him them. In the spot yeah. confined space, man. Yeah. He knows about urban warfare. Oh yeah. Gets him into the library. Basically disarms them. I don't know how. Like that was an awesome fight. Yeah, and um, throw some great one-liners. I mean, we couldn't do it justice. You know, there's a whole no talking in the library, which is like it's obvious it's out there, but I mean, the execution was flawless. If, if, if I can say one thing about him, it's that he executed his lines perfectly. Yeah, yeah. He had like a Mister Nice Guy yeah. style way of doing it, and it was it was more slow but efficient fighting. And then he starts tossing dudes out the first story window, second <laughs> second story window, because Hudson. Can you imagine? So the look of satisfaction on Ernie Hudson's face when he thinks that Behringer's dead, <laughs> like he thinks he got him. Heard somebody fly out the window. He's like, oh, that's got to be my man. He pulls out a cigar. He's, yep. he's like yeah. celebrating. <laughs> it was like, that's how committed he was to this role. The body goes out the window. Then he hears another one. And it's like, obviously it wasn't him. But I thought that was like a nice touch on the movie and the way that they played that whole scene was was pretty awesome. But the fight in the library itself was pretty good. You had these guys trying to fight him and he, he mopped the floor with these guys. <laughs> like, I hate to say it, but he cigalled them. He did. He mopped he did. the floor with them, you know? But again, like it was it was sloppy, but it was efficient. Like I thought I felt it was like there was a there was an aura of realism to it that you don't get with like the the highly choreographed Seagal fights or the Van Damme's like crazy athleticism kind of thing, right? Did you sense a little uh, sexual tension between him and the librarian? Oh, the librarian wanted a big time. She, it course. was like, you know, he he just saved her life. Yeah. You know, maybe he, she didn't have a cast for him to scratch though. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was that was pretty, a nice touch on it her too. Her itch hasn't been scratched for a long time. Drew. Yeah, but right. she <laughs> She'll take any kind of relief she could get. <laughs> all right all right so let, let's talk about goro we're going up the ladder here johnny glades you mentioned he's kind of kind of a weak punk goro has what he's got four hands he could scratch a he, lot of edges. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's midnight it's after dark here after dark. The, lights are going down. After dark. the lights are going down i don't know about johnny glades man i feel like he did great really, name it was a great name. great name. So why do they call him Johnny Glades? Is it because he's dealing in the Everglades? He's from the Everglades, much like Joey Six. It's like they <laughs> mean something. So right? when they when they called him an Indian, I thought he was a literal Indian from India, not Native not American. Not Native because American. You don't really say Indian anymore. That's not really ninety six like though. It's yeah, like they did say it back in then. in ninety six, yeah. but it's not really. It's not like approved vernacular these days. You know what I mean? So I thought he was literally from India. So when he showed up, I'm like. That doesn't look like he's from India. I'm like, where did yeah. he from, come from India? He's probably the worst actor of the whole movie. He was like, bad. He was pretty awful. Right? He was pretty bad. Yeah. But I thought that he was that mid-level boss. He yeah. was like the first level guy from the beginning that you said was just some low-level guy that got killed. It wasn't a great payoff. I think he actually, 
gets the drop put on him by uh, by uh, <laughs> Forsyth. Forsyth. <laughs> on the big scene at the Fake end. Gary Busey. And he, uh, there wasn't much to him. I mean, he's he's brute force a little bit, but not much more. I don't know. Um, he was pissed about the drugs. and Yeah. It, just, it kind of didn't really matter at all. Do you think that Johnny Glades is like the main guy, or do you think Johnny Glades answers to a bigger guy? I think that he's probably like the southeast wing of yeah. whatever cartel. Maybe the if it's coming, if the drugs are coming from South America right there. I mean, Florida's a major hub. Miami, it's like yeah. the cocaine capital, right, at that time. Sure. The 80s and all that. Maybe he's the main boss of that guy, but I kind of look at him as like a Tuco. Like we're like talking yeah, about Tuco, uh, Johnny yeah. Six. Tuco, if you think about breaking bad terms, like Tuco still answered to somebody, right? Back in the main cartel. Yeah. So I look at him like that. He's like a Tuco. So um so Berger gets all his intel. He, he gathers intel um throughout all, while we're going on. Well, I didn't think Glade was a very strong character. He's obviously a terrible actor. I loved the 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 sniveling kind of wuss guy from earlier that oh yeah they the, turned the down fiber the fiber guy yeah the, the fiber guy that uh that was got his got his pants shat, shatted <laughs> right his by, pants were shat by shale so there's a throwback to shale him to where like he's he's he kind of has knowledge of this drug game so i think he connected the dots yeah. by the end barriger gets wind of this guy goes down he's playing high lie right Hunts the guy down like the Terminator while Who the guy's playing high highlight. Life. Rich people, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's a Miami thing. So, <laughs> so the guy sees him and Bear just like blatantly threatening his life while the guy's got his stupid highlight hat on and little claw. If you don't know what highlight is, you're wearing this big like it's wicker like, claw. It's like John. Yeah. And you're whipping like these huge, like, I don't know, they're kind of like it's like a baseball, isn't it? No, it's like harder than that. It's like it's like a cement. it's like a pool cue, but bigger. Basically. <laughs> like just the name highlight. Yeah. Like, when's the last time you ever saw anybody yeah, play right? highlight? It's probably like a total rich guy sport. Right? It's like polo. And he's like threatening his life, and the guy's like, hey, you can't threaten me in public like this. What do you call? Call the cops. <laughs> and the bear's just barreling at him. Starts whipping highlight balls at him. He actually nails him in the ankle. And, and like Barringer's like, he's like mad. He's pissed him off it's even like, more. It's actually an effective strategy yeah. if you were good at it. Threw his helmet at him. Barringer actually like catches it. Proceeds to beat the ever loving shit out of his face with the highlight helmet. And the guys, and meanwhile, there's two guys. They're just, yeah. just sewing the they're highlight. Just sewing. He's like, I'm not getting involved in this. What is that called? What's the, the glove thing called? I don't like, know. It's probably, probably a... Probably a flippy, a, probably <laughs> some flipper. stupid name, like a clicky. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> his, just, his wiki. I just like that those two guys were just sitting there, yeah. like they continued the, to and just... And they were like sewing faster. They were nervous, you could tell. <laughs> so he's he beating the shit... messed him up. I don't know the name of this guy. He's beating the shit out of him. He's a weasel. Getting the info. Weasel's finding perfect. out what they're doing, when they're doing it. Tells the guy, leave the country. Yeah, 24 leaves, hours. Loser leaves town match. lost the loser leaves town match. <laughs> You imagine you piss someone off so much that has such high power over you that they tell you to leave the country. Uh, would you do it? That's the question. <laughs> yeah. Why can't you just move to Atlanta or yeah. Georgia? Like it's not that far from Florida. Yeah, to go to, to a different state. You? Go yeah. move to California. Yeah, like really. Go do go do your thing in California. <laughs> He's not going to check that he yeah. left the country. He's going to check his passport for stamps. Yeah, I know, right? It's ridiculous. <laughs> but he does. He goes to Johnny Glades and he says yeah. like, oh, I got a flight tomorrow morning. Yeah, I got to visit my yeah. mom. She's yeah. sick. Give me my money. I need my cut <laughs> now. <laughs> High lie. Like get out of here! My, one of my favorite scenes. It's, it is awesome. Other, other than other than the teacher climbing the rope, 
with nowhere to go. It felt so much like a Seagal movie, like this this part to me. It felt so close to like something that would happen in a Seagal movie, except he wouldn't get hit. Yeah, Seagal would get in a fight with someone playing highlight. Like that is that is a Seagal scene for sure. Yeah. So long story short, this deal is going down. Johnny Glades gets involved. All this stuff is happening. Juan Lacus and his crew wind up finding out about the substitute being who he is, the boyfriend of the teacher that he wants to kill. Yeah. They wind up following two students, Jerome and the, I think the other girl, Lisa. the two students out of 30 that want to learn. Yeah. They follow her back to her apartment and hold them hostage. Berenger comes in and he knows shit's about to go down. Jerome winds up having to shoot him because Berenger actually gets schooled by these guys. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was a little weak there. But yep. Lacus dies, and it wasn't of whatever disease he was fighting. He got <laughs> shot, I think, in the gut. He just died. Yeah, man. It was like weak. Weak. It was a weak death because you know I, I feel he was definitely Kano. Well, I th- I feel like he was a good maneuverer, but obviously he was dealing with some illnesses. He was very sickly, very skinny. <laughs> he, he couldn't, couldn't fight his own fights. He couldn't deal with it. Yeah, he so had like, some type of disease. So he died, and there's only one <laughs> guy left to get, and that's Big Bad Ernie Hudson with his boy Johnny Glades. So they end up him. So Barringer and his team end up uh, holding up inside the school right before the big drug deal, like Home Alone style. Yeah, Home Alone style. Hudson and his crew roll up. They try to negotiate. Goes nowhere, obviously. And then we got ourselves a, a nice little uh, equalizer or Home Alone style uh, shootout. Shootout. Man. Shoot them up. Right. That's how we had the movie. Blatant disregard for this school. Just blowing yeah. doors up. Just shooting everybody. I remember the one scene where they shot the chalkboard and you were like very, you were very interested. You were like, oh, so that's what the chalkboard looks like. Because like, when's yeah. the last time you ever seen behind yeah. a chalkboard? Oh, yeah. Like, what was it? It was falling apart like slate because it is slate, I guess. I love that the entire, like, this the is like a board. war zone and everyone had silencers. Yeah. It was like a silencer fight. The machine guns, the I, pistols, everything silencers. I got to tell you, man, it took a damn long time for the cops to show up. Yeah. They didn't show up till the end of the movie. Because it was silent. You, yeah, but there's lights going off. There was grenades. Going on. I think I think when yeah, somebody threw a grenade. I think when Luis Sco- Guzman <laughs> hit the grenade on the rooftop of the school, that's when the cops like, all right, <laughs> I guess is enough. Go Let's go down. There was grenades going off. They probably figured this school's so messed up anyway. Yeah. It's probably you know so it just doesn't another, matter. Another Tuesday. It's like yeah. <laughs> the substitute. The other substitutes they don't yeah. want to go to the school. The you hear gunfire. It's like yeah, it's just gunfire. But then when the grenade goes, you're like, all right, let's go. They they, they dialed it up a notch. Yeah, but. Berenger's team gets taken out. Yeah, they, well, they're they're severely outnumbered, but at the same time, I feel like they're not very good. So right? who shows up though? Tell the the rival, the Mark. rival mercenary, right? The guy with the tape, the guy with the mercenary tape. Um, he shows up, and uh, just a bunch of henchmen, just him and his crew, and he he's rolling like twenty deep, right? And they had what six people? Yeah, maybe six. Well, yeah, you had Forsyth, you had Luis Guzman, you had. Uh, Joey Six or whatever the hell. I like that Forsyth was in like the the shop class area where they were like yeah. doing mechanic car repairs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. He had like all the gear with him. Yep. I liked him. He actually was probably underrated yeah. in my opinion. The wild card. He's always double wielding. And I, I thought this movie was going to be right for a double cross. We didn't talk about it. Yeah, earlier, it looked like he was going to double cross him. Yeah. Because all he cared about was money and yeah. they really set it up so that when Johnny Glades got involved, he was going to he was going to basically yeah. double cross him for the money. And I had, thought he was going to go back. conflict earlier in the movie with Barger and a f- couple funny scenes, but, you know, he rigged the cocaine, cocaine hub with C4. Great, great move. <laughs> I thought they were going to coke rage, yeah. you know? Yeah. When all well, the Johnny sm- Glades was like full of coke, man. <laughs> he, was, 
shitty, <laughs> like had a coke rage yeah. where he just <laughs> yeah. You would think, right? You remember Tony Montana, man? You get enough of that in, you can take some bullets. Yeah, right? he's gonna be just walking I mean, down I, like a zombie. I'm gonna take Scarface's fact. I mean, I'm assuming that's what really happened. He, yeah, so he's a big know. guy to begin with. Yeah, he's that, the type of guy that could take a lot of shots. Yeah, I but, mean, yeah, but, but he ate the C4 of those. They'll come back from that. And some of those guys only had nines, man. They didn't even have like automatic <laughs> with weapons. silencers. And if you play Call of Duty, you know that if you put a silencer on your gun, power. you lower the power just a little bit. <laughs> so I you mean, put a silencer on a nine, it's like basically just like a it's rubber like a bullet. Water gun. It's like a rubber bullet. It's like a <laughs> it's water like, gun. It's, like, water it's gun. like blanks. It's like firing blanks. I mean, <laughs> they're not going to even die from that. The yeah. way that they were getting shot. Yeah, man. So I don't know. Some of the guys had good guns. I mean, Guzman had the gr- the grenade. There was there was a lot going on with that. Got a sniper, you know. But I mean, they weren't good. They all died except for Joey Six. <laughs> what else? What else can we say about this team? Yeah. I mean, they're pretty bad. Yeah. So that's why that's why they got rubbed out by the uh, by the government because like they, they were like yeah, this team is <laughs> oh, that good we have a better team <laughs> the actual A team was yeah. was much better yeah but yeah they, I mean him and Joey Six walk away and the movie's over that's it I mean they kill everybody and the cops come that end of story I mean how and do the, you think the fight went and literally the credits roll. You know what though? I like that. You like I that? liked it. There's no resolution. I didn't There's need no any. next day at school. I Actually, didn't need any. They mentioned it. Jo- Johnny Six or Joey Six, whatever the hell's name is. <laughs> Johnny guy, Six. Tuco. Johnny Five. Tuco. He goes, <laughs> Oh man, I feel bad for kids that can come to school tomorrow. <laughs> They're it's gonna like, be traumatized. There are bodies everywhere. In the parking lot, there's bodies all the steps. That school is literally yeah. a war zone. Yeah. School's out for the rest of the year, man. We're not gonna <laughs> clean that up. But would they? Because it seemed like that school didn't even care. There's violence every day. They just say like you'd be stepping. They're going to the find body parts like six months down the line <laughs> that they just missed because there's so much. They're going to find a spleen somewhere. Yeah, because from <laughs> Luis Guzman's spleen. <laughs> it, it was bad. Johnny I mean, Glade's ponytail is just like chilling. Were you upset that there was no ending? Because I didn't care. No, no. Because at the time I was done. It's like let's let's get in and out. You know, the it, movie, this movie needs to be you know ninety minutes, hundred minutes. Let's, let's let's get in, get out. Right. It ended. Pretty much yeah. perfectly. Yeah, man. So I don't know, man. And, and much like this, the movie, let's just uh, let's abruptly end this podcast but before we do. <laughs> we got some. We got some. We'll let the credits roll. Yeah. No, we got some questions wrote in. So we put out, out on Twitter. We got a couple of emails and stuff. People wrote in about their thoughts. Like, I think this is one of those movies that people kind of forgot that they saw, but they liked yeah. it anyway. Oh, yeah. Sure, it's definitely worth a rewatch. We watched it on uh, Amazon Prime, I believe. Yeah, it's right? out streaming for free, as I mentioned on Twitter. So if you haven't seen it, you like this podcast, we didn't spoil anything. It's the movie's the movie. Just watch it. It's yeah, fun. It's actually it. a fun movie. Of course it is. Um, so listener question number one from Mark. I know you guys, not Anthony. Mark Anthony? <laughs> I don't know. Tell me because I need to know. I know you I guys. Need to know. I know you guys love Seagal. How would, you, uh, how would this have worked with him at the helm instead of Barringer? Yeah, see, we are Seagal fans here. That's a phrase, that question's right up our alley. This guy knows us. Um, what do you think? No. It wouldn't? No, because he takes himself too seriously, and he whispers too much, wouldn't be able to hear him. Um, and also... <laughs> need to project as a yeah, teacher. He wouldn't have allowed himself to take the hits that Barringer took. Yes. Barringer made himself a little vulnerable, which, is, which I liked. He almost died, Yeah, you know, if it wasn't for Jerome. And he doesn't have the comedy chops. As, as you know, When Seagal delivers his one-liners, they're very cheesy. He smirks. Yeah, they're very cheesy, but like they're effective in his own way. But these lines, he would not have been able to pull. He could have said the library line, the quiet of the library yeah, one. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a Seagal line. definitely a Seagal yeah. line. But I think, can you have a substitute teacher with a ponytail? 
No. It was 1996 Miami, so maybe. Johnny Glades had the ponytail. You can't have two ponytails. <laughs> and also room. the mercenary, the other mercenary oh, guy yeah, had a ponytail. Yeah, he did. You can't have three ponytails. <laughs> he would have demanded those guys cut their ponytails. Yeah, there's, there's only room for at least one. But on the plus side, if Seagal was in this movie, he would have made that love scene work. Oh. He would have he would have made, <laughs> with the cast, he would have made it work. He would have been caught up the director. Yeah. You, yeah. you would have seen how it worked. I just, I just need a little bit of leverage. You would have seen how it worked just, in that case and kelly let's, lebrock he would have made kelly lebrock watch it too let's, let's do it again let's do it, let's do it. kelly let's lebrock would have been the yeah. teacher oh yeah but no so who if seagal didn't do it who else could from this era could well, stallone have done it could the schwarzenegger, schwarzenegger have done it? halfway did it with kindergarten cop yeah right but but that was kids yeah i mean i mean these are kids too but it was like these are like grown men compared just, to you said it earlier barringer looks like a teacher and i feel like those other guys are either too muscular or too ponytaily, yeah or van damme it's like he's He's not going to be teaching, you know, he wasn't in Vietnam. You can yeah. tell Van Damme was not in Vietnam teaching right. history. Right. <laughs> I'm going to kick that son of a that bitch son of a beach bison's ass. ass. So hard. He tried to play an American soldier one time and it didn't go well. <laughs> I love so. him too. You know, I love him too. And, and everybody knows that. Like he, he's, I got a soft spot for him too. But I think Behringer is the only one that could yeah. pull this off. All right. We got to get out of here because we were talking too much about you know, regular shit at the beginning of this. So let's keep it going. Number two, uh, this is from BG. He writes, I was always curious about this movie. At what point did Roll, Rolay, know that Shale was more than just a substitute? I love that he capitalized substitute. Substitute? <laughs> is it a proper noun? Yeah. And when did Shale pick up on Roll being dirty? I See, we kind of talked about this we a little bit We covered this earlier. a little bit. Yeah. Um, they played a good cat and mouse game for a while, but I think Barringer... Kind of, because Bear just, this is what he does, right? Yeah. He kind of knew immediately. As soon as he met him in the office, he knew that there was something slimy about him. Yeah. Right. I thought Roley knew right away, too, because he was curious as to why this guy's here and not well, the other guy. He was poking around. He showed up unexpected. His file was weird. And then I think the moment he found out was the very first time he substituted. Probably yeah. his next conversation with Mark Anthony, where, uh, where Juan Lacus basically said, yo, this guy, he's not a normal teacher. He's standing up for himself. Very tough. Yeah. You know, he's talking about being a soldier. Something, something not Vietnam. right about this guy. Yeah. He's unhinged. Yeah. A little unhinged. Yeah. I think he knew pretty pretty early on, yeah. too. But I like the cat and mouse game, yeah. as we mentioned. I, I like that they both knew, but like they, like they knew that each other knew, but they were playing that game, especially that first drug bust where they steal the money and they buy like tubas and sports equipment and VCRs for the classrooms and all that. Yeah. And like he just Berger's just the shale's throwing it in his face, and it's like the kind that of thing. That was awesome. Where it's that kind of like you son of a bitch smirk. You know what I mean? Well, after he thought he killed him, and it was actually the other teacher that died because yeah. they put the announcement out. Oh, we got him. Yeah, he right. shows up at the school, and they're like, "I thought you got him." Yeah, he gets shot that with a pretty, wolf vest. Yeah, pretty awesome. So it's the right kind there. of thing where like they both knew that each other knows, but they didn't want to play their cards yet. Kind of thing. I thought I thought Ernie Hudson was great in this. Yeah, you're right. He was. Great. He was awesome. He was great. So. And finally, we got a we got a Facebook message here from Ash. He or she writes, "My favorite part of this my favorite part of this entire movie is when the competing Merc comes in and shows his demo reel to the guy who shat his pants. <laughs> shat his pants. <laughs> shat his pants. I think Merc is first off. Merc, Merc is a very underrated You're a word. You're a Mark Merc. Anthony says Merc is a very underrated word. So and it's not a question. It's more of a statement. That so. is a very true statement." Yeah. 
the demo reel itself was awesome. Could you could you see yourself like making a demo reel for yourself? Like you're at IT or whatever. It's like yeah, like, you, like like and, and it was funny because he had like a rating. He had yeah. it looked like those uh, you know monster ballads like yeah. the, the the scrolling the scrolling down. Oh, I do smoke jumps. I do uh, guns, snipers, <laughs> guns, razor wires, fights. The guy wires. was so proud of himself, and he had like the yeah. Miami drug dealer suit too. It was yeah. like the white suit, all in white. But yeah, no, I thought that was so. That was what do you awesome think that, that, the in that video reel, was it like, were, were they live shots of him in action or was it like, I think it was, like, a, was it him jump, really jumping all guys in the shit or was it like, it was all? like re unsolved mysteries. <laughs> this is a reenactment. Yeah. It's with, a reenactment. You know, that yeah. other, the creepy guy in the trench coat. That's how it was. Yeah. So I thought there should have been a better fight like between him and, yeah. and Barringer at the school, if, but it just never came to if be. If there's anything that I could say with this movie, and maybe this is a segue into us giving our ratings since we're going to start yeah. doing that now. The only thing that I have to say about this, I'm going to give it a little bit of a pass because it's 1996, is that there was kind of too many final bosses. There yeah. wasn't, but no no one really took charge. No, you're right. So, you know, Johnny Glades wasn't enough of a final boss. Like, he, he really wasn't. And Ernie Hudson kind of like, you know, he wasn't really a final boss of enough, you know? It's just, it's yeah. a, it didn't. But, I mean, this is a, a tough movie. It's tough to give a movie like this a rating because you go back to 96. It's a movie of its time. But I'd have to give it probably a 7 out of 10 because I think if I'm going on the 10-point scale and yeah. then I'm maybe going to add half a point because I thought that Tom Berenger was such a believable substitute. Yeah. And also Ernie Hudson was great. But then may, actually maybe I'm going to take a half a point, take away, a half point away because yeah. of Johnny Glaze kind of like getting just... Get, he got got way too easily, I feel, for, <laughs> for this like drug lord you know that's owning all of this distribution yeah I, i'm gonna go se- i'll go back to seven all i'll right, go well, back to seven well like, again this goes back to me like um we i had hbo in my household at a very young age 13 14 years old like this movie would be on like five times a day and i would watch it i loved it and now i watch it now and it's just as good so I'm giving it a, like a baseline of like a 7.2. Yeah. But I'm adding points because there's so many great names in this movie, like Johnny Glades, like Joey Six. Juan Lacus. Juan Lacus. Not the Juan Lacus is like on the pantheon of names. Do you know how you spell Juan Lacus, by the way? L-A-C-A-S. Yeah. See, I always thought yeah. it was L-O-Q-U-E-S. <laughs> Locus. You know? Locus. <laughs> yeah. So the names, the names bump it all the way up. I'm giving it this 7.9. Going to bump it up a little more for Johnny <laughs> Glades' ponytail. Yeah, bump it I mean, down it a little good. bit for Johnny Glade's acting. <laughs> bump it up five more half a points just because of when the teacher climbed up the rope is like one of my favorite <laughs> favorite scenes in any movie ever. That guy was so <laughs> they should have lit the rope on fire. That's what they yeah. really should have done. And a half a point higher because Mark Anthony, who honestly he was pretty did good. a great job. Yeah. Like I, I could what, what's his like equal today? Is it like Bruno Mars as far as like his, on his level of being like a superstar at that time, what I need to know came out. Uh, I don't, I don't know who he like, imagine, is. But like, I'm talking about his body type too. Like, he's a slight skinny guy. No, maybe he's like, if you think about like the Fast series, maybe he's like Ludacris. Yeah, or, maybe yeah, Ludacris. Like, I know it's not not Spanish music, but maybe you well, go Ludacris yeah. or Tyrese. Yeah, like he's he's a good enough actor. I mean, Tyrese is more comedic. Yeah, and Ludacris is probably more comedic too. But but like, this is like this came out of nowhere. Like, I feel like. Was he in anything else? No, like I feel like no, like uh, like how did he land? This he had a role? couple small roles. Like he was in actually he was in Bringing Out the Dead with Nick Cage. Okay, it's a Scorsese movie um, about the ambulance driver, and he played like a like a heroin like a junkie who okay. was like constantly. It was almost like a comedic relief type of thing. Well, he looked like a junkie, and he was in this really movie. freaking good at that too. Like, He's a he good was, actor. Yeah, so I, I give know, it like, up I'm, to him, man. I'm gonna end up with like an eight point six. 
Man, okay, that's it's pretty high. good. It's high on my action movies because they don't make them like they used to. I don't. Drink. I definitely don't disagree with you. And like, I guess when I went to seven, like I'm like I said, it's hard to get. It's hard to baseline personal bias. And, but I did love this movie, and it was just as fun as I remember watching it before. And I'd watch it again, like anytime soon because it was let's watch it let's watch it right now it's it's, it's very like, watchable like not, it's, it's like, like it's like 1 a.m right like now 4 a.m 1 a.m on a monday let's <laughs> watch it but yeah it's it, it was a great movie so i loved it so you go what did you say 8.6 8. 6? 8 point whatever the i'm hell. saying seven whatever 8 point it's, uh, six point it's up there 10.6 it's up there with our movies so 11 before we get out of here we did get an itunes review i just want to give a shout out to i think the name is b lonies b underscore lonies Belonies. On Apple Podcasts, as it's been rebranded, B. Loney says, right up my alley. I started listening to this podcast about two weeks ago, and I've already gone through every episode. The guys love stupid action movies and sports movies just as much as I do. Hope they're around for a long time to come. Thank you, B. Loney's. Thank you for the rating that someone else left us on Facebook. You can Ooh. now rate us on Facebook. Oh, thank you. There's Please a couple star reviews. Maybe you recognize some of them. But leave us a five-star review on Facebook, too, because you can rate the show and other people will be able to find it out. But otherwise, you can leave one on Apple Podcasts. We're five away from the JCVD yeah. split, man. Yeah, if five. you're listening and you haven't yet, please, please, please give us a review. It, it really, really does help the show. Yeah, give us, a, give us a boost. Let us know how you feel the show. Otherwise, you can find us on our website, thelastrowpodcast.com. If you want to look at our back catalog, go check out all of our old episodes. We're also on Apple Podcasts. Pocket Cast, anywhere you catch your podcast. Anywhere podcasts are sold. Anywhere you catch them, pull them down, overcast, downcast. Twitter at The Last Row Pod, Facebook.com slash The Last Row Pod. We also have an Instagram page, Snapchat, whatever. Any way you're looking for us, find us out there. Leave us a review and we'll read it on the show. Send us an email, The Last Row Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. Not, this, not next Thursday, but the Thursday after that. We'll post the next movie on our Twitter and Facebook page, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, hopefully you can watch along and enjoy the next episode. So we'll see you guys next next time. They, they stopped listening, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So when you climb up the rope, maybe he was thinking he could get to the rafters. <laughs> there was a, like a ceiling fan. Yeah. <laughs> so like maybe like you know, they could shoot him, but like maybe they miss. Like I guess they must try. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just desperate. I think he'd be better just running around like doing laps Circles. around the gym, and maybe yeah, they I'll maybe run. they all would do the same direction. Like it's like a naked gun there. I thought you were gonna talk.